Global Business News, 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. The Dow and S&P are lower. NASDAQ is trading higher. The 10-year down 13.30 seconds. The yield there, 1.62%. The S&P down three points now at 2169, a drop of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials down 44, a drop of two-tenths of one percent. And NASDAQ is up by one-tenth of one percent. Gold down 60 cents to 13.20 the ounce, a drop there of less than 0.1 percent. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up one cent, little changed at 47.34 a barrel. I'm Charlie Pelleton. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox, live from the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium on Bloomberg Radio. Bubbles, negative interest rates. What are people to do? Well, first thing is probably to ask Heather Loomis Tai, market strategist for BlackRock's family office, foundations, and endowments group. And she joins us from our San Francisco studio home to 960. She can be followed on Twitter at H Loomis. Heather Loomis, thank you very much for being with us. Tell us a little bit about the challenges that institutional investors, such as family offices, foundations, endowments, uh, they're looking long term. They have to deal with uh, low interest rates or negative interest rates for uh, perhaps a, a much longer period of time. What are their specific challenges? Right. No, you highlight something very real. And uh, Chair Yellen's remarks today underscored this, that we are in a very low interest rate environment, which despite the fact that we may see a couple of rate hikes over the course of the next year to two years, this will persist. And so these types of institutions are in need of income, which they have been deprived of in traditional sources of the bond market as yields have fallen. So our job today is to find pockets within both bonds equities and alternatives which could satisfy their needs for that income while not uh, orienting them too far into the risk spectrum uh, or creating any concentrations within their portfolios. So uh, Heather, who is actually here in Jackson Hole today, she just couldn't uh, stay away for a chance to uh, <laughs> snag a conversation with a Fed official or two as they're going in and out of these meetings. Uh, she's a Fed nerd like so many of us here at Bloomberg Radio and TV. Totally. So uh, the um, so the so sense for bond, we do have a two-year note yield rising up a bit again, the highest since June. If you look at WIRP world interest rate projections on your Bloomberg, you can see that the odds of the hike by the end of the year are now up to something like sixty-two percent. Now they mm-hmm. it doesn't that that's a, a much stronger bet than we saw from the bond market just even a couple of weeks ago. You're absolutely right. We were looking at numbers which were you know in the in the high forties, even or like even about fifty-three. After um, after Yellen's speech today, and have since uh, drifted up, you know, uh, from our perspective, we think a probability of September is still fairly low. Call it eighteen to twenty percent. We think the probability of December is much higher. You know, a little bit over fifty percent. The fundamentals are there to make a hike. There's credibility on on the line as well. Um, but you know, we're seeing some improvements in the labor market percolating wage growth, you're also seeing an incredible market resilience to things uh, which could create volatility, like Brexit. Volatility is extremely low right now. Heather, crowding in all assets that offer yield, almost of any kind, that doesn't sound like a recipe for success when they ring the bell. 
because they won't ring the bell, correct? Right. I think you have to be aware of crowding in certain positions. And so we've seen that across the board. That's, you know, that is one thing to consider in the short term because that could create some price volatility. Over the long term, though, if you think about things which offer yield in public markets, there may be a very long term demand for these type of assets as we see demographics, as we see people age, as we see demands from, from pensions, from insurance companies remain high, those will offset some of that short-term volatility from crowding. Um, having said that, I think you do need to look for places within the market which can offer differentiated source of yield which aren't so crowded. For a lot of people, um, they have found that in the alternative space where you don't see so uh, such a uh, significant magnitude of funds entering into that space, pushing down yields, pushing up valuations. So uh, avoid crowding. That's one rule of thumb. How about looking globally right now? And again, in a world of negative rates, right. negative bond yields, a lot of debate today over the if negative rates are something U.S. should adopt and some really interesting ideas about how to do that. But for right now, what do you see when you look globally? Right. So when we look globally, especially as it relates to questions on where to find income today, where to find relative value today, the emerging markets are um, a place where we see some value as a result of the fact that you have seen outflows for a number of years, which have been reversed, but not in large part. Only a small amount of the outflows has has been reversed uh, over the course of the past, um, call it year-to-date period. You're looking at fundamentals which are improving from a political standpoint, from a reform standpoint, and you're looking at carry, something which we don't find in markets today, the ability to earn something like 5 6% in markets, there will be a demand for that. There will be, of course, more volatility. You'll have to accept local currency risk, um, but a lot of that risk can be abated by the, the downward move we've already seen and has already been behind us. We're speaking with Heather Loomis-Tai, market strategist for BlackRock's Family Office Foundations and Endowments Group. Heather, uh, do even sophisticated investors recognize that there may be greater value in holding cash because it is so liquid? Because if there is any kind of upset or chaos in the market, even those with fixed income, they may find the exits crowded. It's a very, very interesting point you bring up, especially because we have been sitting with with billionaire family offices, endowments and foundations for the better part of this week leading up to this conference. And the conversation has been around exactly that. They are making independent decisions to raise cash in portfolios because they feel more comfortable with that. Now, if you look back to call it, you know, 1918 and think about the worst performing asset class um, of every one of those over time, it has has been cash, and I don't think that this time period is any exception with cash rates actually lower than the rate of inflation, the state of rate of inflation. I think that we could think about some different ways to express, call it a negative view on markets or a view that maybe markets are going to go down and they need to hold some dry powder. Think about perhaps owning the VIX, you know, going long vols, not expensive right now. It's a good hedge. Gold also plays a diversifying role. And then you could also think about 
investing in some of these longer term uh, longer term alternatives which pay off an income stream which is quite stable tied to investment grade credits and maybe if you need a, a line of credit against that for your cash or your liquidity you could kind of have your cake and eat it too in a certain way by having something that's income producing but then also having the ability to to access cash if you need it. So what about emerging markets for example? Again a little bit of the shadow of the Fed hanging over them in broadly or specifically in emerging market where do you see some, some opportunities so we're looking at emerging markets where we're seeing signs of, uh, of political reform, where you can at least look at a market and say, I'm going to be able to access this market better tomorrow than I have been yesterday because of reform kind of around uh, politics, around corruption, making the markets a safer place to invest. Some some of the areas which we're seeing pockets of value in could be Brazil, could be, um, could be places like India, um, uh, countries like Indonesia. And importantly, I think one of the things which we need to see remain stable for that view to play out is that we need to see the dollar remain relatively stable, which we do expect to happen even into the face of one to two rate hikes. We think that there's some stability which we could access there in the dollar. Heather, I just want to pick up on something you said having to do with the VIX, the volatility index. Do you think that stock investors are too complacent? I mean, the VIX is under 14. There is an incredible sense of complacency in the market right now, and um, and I think that that's why there was a lot of importance placed around Chair Yellen's speech today, uh, simply because the market seemed to be waiting for something, and yet uh, you see the, the volatility continue to hit new lows. Um, I think that that, in part, back to your comments before, makes people a little bit nervous. It actually adds to these cash positions that they're buffering, saying this is a little bit of an eerie calm in the market. Right now, there are things which are looming from valuations um, to geopolitical issues um, that people feel uncomfortable with, yet markets keep marching forward. And for that reason, that's why we like to build in some stability, some places in the market, especially where we see an alt, where they're not correlated to bonds or stocks, um, because that will buffer clients' investments against potential future volatility. So uh, if, if you had to bet on the Fed, would you be go against the grain a little bit, Heather, and say maybe they don't move at all this year, or you, do you think it's more baked in the cake? I my expectation I, I think you know what the Fed has conditioned us and and today was no exception is that they have to be data dependent there's no preset course but based upon what we have already seen in terms of of US and even global economic data we think that December could be a possibility here probably greater than 50%. All right and the market agrees with you. Heather Loomis Tai thank you so much for joining us here today in Jackson Hall. So great to be here. Thank you. She's usually in San Francisco at BlackRock's family office for foundations and endowments. I'm Kathleen Hayes along with Pim Fox. This is Bloomberg.